Hello, hello, and welcome back to Flourish. I am your host, Jules. And I am Nicolette. You guys. We are literally giddy. You're not ready. No, 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 no. Today we have on an incredible guest. Her name is Betty. She is a pelvic floor therapist, and she's a vagina magician. No, genuinely. And we need to start by saying, like, Right off the bat, for all of you who are like turning off, <laughs> this is doesn't just for apply to me. Who are pregnant? Yes, because I used to think pelvic floor therapy was like pregnant people, post-pregnant people, totally. um, maybe people who peed their pants. Um, all that is true, you guys. It's all true, but wow, we cover um, like painful periods. Pain during sex, how to make orgasms better, constipation, constipation, urination, low back pain, how to not, um, or how to activate like glute muscles, like improve, improve your workouts so that you're targeting the right muscles correctly so that you're actually building what you want to build. Breathing correctly. I mean, we learned that we don't breathe right. Yeah. I've been doing it wrong my whole life. (sighs) So there's that. There is so when when I tell you that Julie and I were staring at each other the whole episode, just gasping, jaws sh- on the like ground, shaking our fists in the air, like I shocked. don't know, I don't know if we've ever been this excited about a episode in a, like I in agree. the sense of like where our minds are completely blown, where we learned so much, yes. in such a short yes. amount of time, yes. If you guys are wondering. We've already made appointments. Oh, we're already, we're basically her best friend. Yeah, we're best friends and um, it's it's a done deal. Yes, it is. She's so smart. Yes. So educated yes. in her field. You guys are going to love her. Everyone is going to be able to take something from this and their mind is going to be blown. And this this podcast alone will improve at least something Absolutely. in your life. Male and female. Sure. Yes. Both. Yes. So... We are so excited to add this to our Women's Health episode series. And And without further ado, here's Betty. (laughs) Hi, Elizabeth. Thank you for being on our podcast today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. You can go ahead and actually call me Betty. (gasps) Wait, is your name Elizabeth? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It, my my legal name is Elizabeth. Yes, we just call you by we the wrong name. <laughs> Assume. Yeah, that's my like everything legally is is Elizabeth on everything, but I go by Betty. But we should call you Betty. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, totally. That's perfect. Okay. Well, hi, Betty. <laughs> Hello. We're so happy that you came on our podcast today. We're so grateful. We have had so many people who have been wanting to get a pelvic floor therapist on our podcast. Yes. That's so exciting. I'm so happy to be here. So tell us a little bit about who you are, what exactly you do, like what your title is for those who are hearing pelvic floor therapist and they're like, does this even apply to me? Or like, like, what the heck is this? What does that even mean? Where is it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, in layman's terms, what a pelvic floor physical therapist or occupational therapist would do is um, we help people stop peeing their pants, um, get rid of pain with low, um, get rid of pain with intercourse or get rid of low back pain, hip pain, SI joint pain, and all things like that. And the pelvic floor is located between your tailbone and your pubic bone um, down underneath. And so it's a really important part of all things with urinary, bowel, and sexual function. Gosh. Wow. Wait, I I already am like shocked. I didn't realize that it's so crazy connects to all of those things yeah I mean, it makes and sense can... though even that your like low back would be yeah. I mean obviously that's like where it kind of like fastens and so that's uh, really yep, amazing yep. I always like to tell people too like one first we're physical therapists second we're typically pretty nerdy orthopedic therapists so we're like we do it with a whole body and then because we're super extra nerdy and we just want to keep learning and we're always like oh there's a missing piece we become pelvic floor physical therapists because we're like we're missing something and then when we become a pelvic floor therapist like oh my gosh this was the missing piece why is everyone else not a pelvic floor physical therapist on top of all these other things so crazy (laughs) so when I hear the term like therapist I mute and like physical therapy I'm like always thinking of like oh you have like 
you hurt your leg and now we have to like repair it and you go into like this clinic and you are in like you do stretches so but when I'm thinking of like something that's inside of my body like a Mm -hmm. place like your pelvic floor (laughs) I how so what does like a typical what it what does your day look like with your clients or your patients yeah like what does therapy look like yeah let me run you through that from like the evaluation standpoint and then into treatment a little bit so we'll we'll evaluate just like any other practitioner getting a, a big robust medical history ask a bunch of questions we typically ask a lot more TMI questions than any other provider you probably meet with because we're asking all the things mm-hmm. poopy and sex. And then <laughs> so we start off a bat like really deep real fast. Yes. Um, and then we'll do um, from an objective standpoint, we will do a full body movement analysis on you from head to toe. We'll ask you to squat, balance, lunge, get up and down off the floor, jump, whatever you're coming in for. Um, we want to see you move in action just to analyze that movement. Um, and then we'll dive deep into each area of your body. We'll look at your entire spine, your rib cage, your um, breathing patterns, your abdomen, your hips, your pelvis, your low back, your SI joints, pubic bone, all the way down your feet. <laughs> wow. Yep. And then we'll do both an external and an internal exam, which is similar to a midwife or, or an OB, but we're looking at through the lens of a PT. So we're looking at range of motion, strength, coordination, trigger points, prolapse, um, quality of the tissue movement and, and like endurance even. Um, so we, and then we wrap all those things together to find the underlying root problem of what's causing your symptoms. Um, and so a lot of times it's both things inside the pelvis and outside of the pelvis because we're so interconnected. And I always like to tell people that um, the pelvis is really grand central station of energy exchange, both down to the feet and then up above when we're moving and lifting things. And so we've really got to incorporate the whole body through that. And so as far as treatment goes, we do a ton of different things, both in inside the pelvis and outside the pelvis. So we'll do a lot of myofascial mobilizations um, with one hand internal, one hand external on your side, um, moving other parts of your body. We'll do visceral mobilization, which is like moving the fascia around in your organs on your belly. Um, we'll do dry needling is another thing that we perform mm. at Reborn, um, which helps with like a lot of low back pain and um, hip pain and all that stuff. Um, pubic bone pain, SPD is a big thing. And usually a session or two with some dry needling, you have to like SPD pain is gone, which is the pubic symphysis pain wow. a lot of pregnant moms get. Um, and then we'll do cupping, instrument assisted soft tissue mobilization, which is most people know of as like scraping. Um, so we'll do like grass dinner or ASTEM type techniques. And then also a lot of retraining of movement patterns of making sure we're getting your core firing properly, getting your glutes firing properly, um, and also being able to lengthen and contract the pelvic floor and not just Kegel everything. <laughs> so, okay. um, wow. and it, it, it ranges so all over. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. so like such an extensive list that you went over. That's like incredible. So it's not all just like internal, like when someone comes in, it's not all like stuff that you're doing internally to them. There's a lot of things that you're doing on the outside of the body or totally. Yep. Um, we usually have a combination of both inside the pelvis and outside the pelvis each and every session. Um, obviously with consent, we would only do um, internal things, um, but primarily there's usually an internal component every session because that's what we specialize in and that's what people are coming right. for. Um, but in order to address um the pelvic floor root cause, we have to address things outside of the pelvis as well, because especially breathing, breathing, breathing is a huge foundational piece um, that connects to the pelvic floor. Your whole entire abdominal cavity is a canister from diaphragm on top, pelvic floor on the bottom, abs in the front, and then low back in the back. And so if you think of that as like a pop can, um, that we have to manage that pressure through that entire abdominal space. And so if you aren't breathing properly, that totally affects your pelvic floor and vice versa and all of things connect. So it's super important to look big picture and small picture and, and zone in and zone out and connect all those dots. Wow. What would you say is like proper breathing techniques? Yeah, Cause I've oh, never great. even heard of the the breath work being uh, like yeah. your breathing could be what's causing the issue, which is totally. so crazy. Totally. So um, proper breathing, a lot of times people will think, oh, just do some diaphragmatic breathing. And I would go 
as far as like, that's not enough. Um, cause diaphragmatic breathing, people think, Oh, I just need to breathe into my belly and like push my belly out and bring it back in when really we should be thinking about 360 degree breathing, which is 360 degrees around the rib cage, kind of that like bra line level and getting that breath work to go all directions. Cause that's where the diaphragm actually attaches. Um, and that will get good movement done into the pelvic floor and the abdomen and all that other stuff too. So that's, that's what we want to focus on. <laughs> wow. I'm doing it wrong. I know. I'm like trying to do it right now. I'm so confused. I actually think that I do breathe wrong. I think I breathe opposite. I feel really? like I breathe in and like, like breathe. lift your chest. Yeah. <gasps> yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's a very um, sympathetic drive orientated breathing strategy. And so that you might have a little bit of anxiety or stresses in life where that <laughs> takes you and you're like, no, not me. <laughs> um, oh no, definitely. Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that we can totally, the cool thing is, is all these things that you're probably like, Ooh, I don't do that. Right. Totally retrainable, totally fixable. Your body is made to do those things. So sometimes it just needs a little bit of help to, and a little bit of love to like say, okay, you go this way. And then it's like, oh, boom. And it works. Um, it's That's really so cool. cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Honestly. So people, I think a lot of people hear pelvic, th- pelvic floor therapist and they think, oh, this is for someone who's had a baby or is pregnant, but mm-hmm. who does who all do you help? Like, cause it's not just totally. pregnant or post-pregnant women, right? Totally. Totally. So we at Reborn Pelvic Health and Wellness specifically focus on like preconception, pregnancy, postpartum, cause that's really our passion. We love like serving those people. Um, mm-hmm. however, there's more niches within pelvic floor. So there's pediatric pelvic floor stuff. Cause a lot of people might have trouble with incontinence or bedwetting or constipation and all things like that. And then there's also, um, males also have a p- pelvic floor. And so there's total niche in that direction as long as well as, um, like post prostatectomy surgeries. So like they'll have problems after that with surgery there. And then oncology, you can dive into that a little bit. Um, trans or like gender reassignment surgeries is another one. So like changing wow. all the things. Like, yeah. So you can really niche into different areas. So that's where well, we're that's... niched into of like okay. preconception, pregnancy, postpartum, because that's really our, um, we just love that patient population. Um, and that's who we want to serve, but it, it pelvic floor therapists can do all different types of types of things for sure. That's really okay, cool. Wait, you said like <laughs> constipation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So just like bowel movements mm-hmm. in totally. general, like, yeah. so people that just struggle with having regular bowel movements, you can mm-hmm. help. It, it can mm-hmm. be related to your pelvic floor. Hundred percent. Yep. So, what the- yeah. <laughs> like, do you want me to we just-, just keep? We keep staring yeah. at each other. Yo, and our disbelief. jaws are dropped. Yeah. We're like, wait a minute. <laughs> we might have to do another podcast to like cover all the things, right? <laughs> we this might because oh I gosh. already feel like I have so many questions on so many things. Yes. That yeah. Talked yeah. About really. So amazing. If, for listeners on here, if you Google mm-hmm. like pelvic floor muscles, you'll see like anatomy pictures and stuff like that. And if you look closely, the pelvic floor muscles sling around the rectum. And so when you sit on a toilet, your, um, it's called the colorectal angle is actually kinked at a certain degree. So that's why it's super important to put like a squatty potty or things underneath your feet to make your knees above your hips, like a squatting position that actually mm-hmm. relaxes the pelvic floor and allows, I, I like to say your poop chute to open and unkinks that <laughs> angle so that the poop just kind of slides right out. So there's a lot of things there we can do. We can lengthen the pelvic floor. So the pelvic floor muscles aren't contracting when you should be relaxing, um, controlling breath through that again, coming back to breath and then, um, just a lot of positioning and even, um, some dietary water intake things. There's a big, big um, realm of things that can affect constipation, but from a mechanical standpoint, that's, that's kind of where our role as, as PTs are is like, what can we do from a musculoskeletal standpoint and movement mechanics standpoint to help facilitate normal bowel bladder and sexual function? Wow. That's mind blowing. Yeah. We're we're like, (laughs) mind is so mind blown. (laughs) Okay. So what are signs of like a weak pelvic floor? Yeah. Great question. So a lot of times people think, oh, I have a weak pelvic floor. Um, and you don't necessarily know you have a weak pelvic floor until it's been assessed for that. And so it can actually be too tight, which can cause leaking. And that's what most people think. They're like, oh, I have a weak pelvic floor. I just need to do some Kegels. And it's like, "Mm, we could do a lot better. Cause what if your pelvic floor is too tight and you do more Kegels, it makes it worse. So you're, you're, Hmm 
pelvic floor actually needs to lengthen and relax to allow urine to pass through. But if it's too tight, so if you think of like your bicep muscle and you contract it all the way up and then you can lengthen it all the way down, equate that to like your pelvic floor contracting and relaxing. So when it contracts up, that's a Kegel. When you relax it all the way down, that's like relaxing so that urine can pass through. And so if it's all the way tight at the top and you go to like sneeze or cough or jump or lift something heavy, your muscle is already fatigued because it's contracting all the time that you just put an extra load on it that it can't handle. It'll just give way and then you leak. So it could be the pelvic floor is actually weak or it could be the pelvic floor is way too tight and, and elevated that it just can't handle the load that you're putting on it. And so that's why an internal assessment is so important instead of just like willy nilly throwing Kegels on everything. Um, cause it, Kegels could actually make someone's symptoms worse. Um, and so we want to know what actually is happening and really, you know, assess, don't guess is what we like to say. <laughs> so, so maybe, maybe this is like too graphic, but <laughs> But when you're like, when you're looking like, what are you looking for to like determine what either a tight pelvic floor or a weak pelvic floor looks like? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. So when, if you're looking down there with like a mirror, when you do a Kegel and contract, you should see kind of your um, rectum and anus and your clitoral hood, I guess, if that's okay to say on a podcast. Um, Okay. Perfect. Perfect. I use all the right anatomy terms. Um, You should. Yep. Those should (laughs) nod towards each other and kind of come up and in. And then when you bear down, it should kind of open a little bit and come at you. So there should be some movement there that happens. If you try and contract and nothing happens, or you try and bear down, nothing happens, or you're like, I have no idea what's going on. Don't worry. It's completely normal. There's been research to show that a third of people are doing Kegels incorrectly anyway. And then it takes less than one minute with a skilled practitioner to actually correct it. And then you're like, oh, okay. I know. I, n- I now know what my body is doing, um, which is super important to know that I think. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like empowering to eat. It's just, yeah, mm-hmm. we should all know what our bodies are doing. Yeah. I definitely. Yeah. Do. Totally. Yeah. What can people do for, I feel like I, so I work with women. I'm a hairdresser and I yes. feel like 80% of the women I work with struggle with peeing their pants and some like have not had kids and some have. And so what are like some things that people can do now at home or in general to like strengthen their yeah. ability to hold their in. <laughs> yeah. Well, you already probably know right off the bat, I would say go to see a pelvic floor therapist yes. for sure, because they're going to be able to individualize that for you. Because honestly, if five different people came in and they're, they all said they pee their pants when they sneeze, all five of them would be for a different reason. Yeah. Um, and so really? we really, wow. yeah, yeah. We would really want to make sure that we're giving them the actual direction that will actually make that happen. Um, there's so many people that we see that come in. They're like, I tried Kegels. I tried this. My doctor said to do this. And even, even other medical providers outside of pelvic floor therapy, um, have no clue, have no clue what, what to do, or they're just slap Kegels on everything. Um, and so it's really important to one, get that individualized assessment of what's truly going on and what's the root cause of it so that you can get there more efficiently and effectively to whatever your goals are. If that's to stop peeing your pants, great. Um, And especially even if you haven't had kids, um, I would seek care sooner rather than later because you're going to be set up more for success going forward. I always tell people when they're pregnant, they're like, oh, I get low back pain every time I'm pregnant or I get SI joint pain every time I'm pregnant. And really what that is, is just a amplification of some underlying thing that's already there. It's just pregnancy has allowed that to kind of shine through again. And, um, and so you should do something about, you don't just have to live with it because "Mm, I'm pregnant and that's just how it is when you're pregnant. Everyone has low back pain and SI joint pain when they're pregnant. It's like, no, 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 no. I've seen many, many pregnant women come in in shambles and then they walk out and they're significant others like are you even pregnant anymore like you don't even (laughs) like what happened they're like I did pelvic floor physical therapy and it like sets them up for super great success throughout their pregnancy and then during delivery and postpartum um and that's just honestly why I'm so passionate about what I do and passionate about um my team and my company and the people we serve is because honestly like birthing people don't get the care that they need from a, a 
a prehab and rehab perspective, it's the biggest musculoskeletal change of your, of your entire life. And we don't do anything for it where if you were to have knee surgery or shoulder surgery, we know with research that if you do prehab ahead of time, you have better outcomes afterwards. Um, and it's like, why are we not applying this to our birthing people? It's so totally. sad. So no, it's that's, so that's really our passion and our mission is really to change the world one vagina at a time. Um, yeah, so that we can hopefully, that. hopefully that is the standard of care that every pregnant person is paired up with a, a pelvic floor re- rehab practitioner and postpartum too. That would be so incredible. So if, so for, cause I would say a big part of our listeners are probably probably haven't had kids I think we have a big chunk that haven't Mm -hmm. have children so would you say that they could just come in and see you guys like maybe they aren't struggling with like peeing their pants or like in much pain but would you say it's still just like beneficial for them to come in and like have an assessment done and like see what you guys can kind of give them as far as like exercises or help to just help them kind of be set up for when that time comes Absolutely. We would love that. Um, We think it's super important to be um, the expert of your own body, really. And that's, that's basically our, our job is when we see patients to co- that come in, we want them to be the expert of their body. And we're that guide to get them there so that they know, okay, this is normal. This is not normal. I know how to contract this, relax this, this feels tight. This doesn't feel tight. And a lot of people just don't know when they have really poor self-awareness of their own body that it can be super empowering for them to, from it, you know, it doesn't even have to be pelvic floor related of just like, how do I actually breathe properly? Or how do I actually activate my glutes? Or how do I do a lunge correctly or a squat correctly? Um, I don't think I've ever seen a person who is doing everything correctly, honestly. No. Um, but by the time they leave, they are rock solid and they they are the expert of their own bodies. And um, some of our patients um, stick around with us a little bit longer just because they're like, this is freaking awesome. And they're doing performance related things like CrossFit or, or powerlifting or marathon running. And they come in just for tune-ups because they are the experts now. And they're like, hey, I know my adductor on my right side or my QL on my left side is just a little bit off. Can you drive? needle that area real quick. And then they're like, Oh, perfect. Great. I'm good to go. Um, and so it's really cool to see that transformation go from like, I don't know what's wrong. Everything hurts. Fix me to, I need this and this and this. And now I feel like I'm in control of my body and I just need a little tune up. It's just really cool to see that transformation from true sick care to true health care. Um, and that's what we're super passionate about too. Well, and didn't you say, maybe I heard you wrong, but people who have pain during intercourse, is that, is that also, could that be part of your pelvic floor having like you needing to strengthen? No, so that can apply. Yeah. Typically not strengthening, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's a huge population that we see too, is a lot of people that have pain with intercourse or even painful periods too are not normal, which is society oh tells us they're normal. Gosh. Mm-hmm. So is, would a- the like better term for that be like lengthening of the pelvic floor? Is that? Typically what? it's, well, it that's a hard question to answer. Sometimes it's okay. usually a combination of lengthening trigger points, desensitization, scar tissue, um, mobility, fascia wise, other places. Um, so really complex question, but usually it's not strengthening the pelvic floor to get rid of pain. When there's pain involved, it's usually some sort of like, um, down training of the, the nervous system, if you will. How interesting. Super. You also mentioned dry needling, and I am sure there's a lot of people who are inexperienced. I've never had any dry needling, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who aren't aware of what that is. So I was hoping you could describe that a little bit. Absolutely. So dry needling, a lot of times we'll get, is that acupuncture? So no, it is not. Um, We use the same needle though, which is good to know. So it's the same needle. Acupuncture is very Eastern medicine, meridian lines, chi energy type things, totally different um, philosophy, treatment, modality use, where dry needling is very Western um, medicine going into muscle trigger points. Um, And we use the same needle for that. So if you think about your muscle being able to contract and relax, when you have a knot or a trigger point somewhere, um, it's kind of contracted down in into that tissue. And so that drops the blood flow, it drops the oxygen, it changes the pH, and the neuropeptide chemicals sit there and signal to the brain either tightness, stiffness, 
achy, pain, whatever your perception of that is. And then we take a dry needle into that trigger point to elicit a twitch response and it's local reflexive that happens. And so it twitches that muscle belly and then blood flow comes back in pH gets restored, oxygen levels back to normal, peptides clear out. And so you usually have a post-needling soreness of like, oh, I feel like I got needled there. But immediately your range of motion is better. Immediately pain goes down. You're able to activate muscles better. So clinically, it's a game changer. And then from patient experience too, they're like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have known about dry needling before um, because it's just super, super effective and efficient in um, getting immediate changes in the, in the, the musculoskeletal nervous system. Wow. Wild. I didn't know what that was either. Eye, eye opener. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's so crazy. Okay. I'm already making five appointments with you. Yes. Like, mentally. Perfect. Perfect. Mentally, Perfect. I'm already in the books. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I just had another sex question pop up. Yeah. If like, do you guys help people who struggle with orgasms or is that not anything that the, does the pelvic floor not relate to that at all? Depends on that. So I would say we would help in that area. We've definitely had um, people come in where they have pain with like orgasm or Uh scar tissue around the clitoris or scar tissue around nerves from Mm. either C-section scars or tearing scars. There's a lot of that stuff that gets stretched during birth, like nerve related. So from a musculoskeletal standpoint, yes. However, we would probably have a sex therapist also on board as well to help kind of come around that from the um, psychosocial side of things too, of like, what is the, the true root cause of inability to orgasm? And then okay. also inadvertently we we have people that don't come in for that but then throughout their sessions they'll be like you know what can I say something really weird and I was like go for it go for it I've heard it all um and they're like I have been having the best orgasms of my life and I was like and, and they're like is that related to what we're doing I was like Probably. Like if you think about it, we're improving and optimizing the entire system around your pelvis. And therefore, like it makes total complete sense. I can't prove it with, you know, research or anything like that, but we're improving blood flow. We're improving muscle activation. We're improving like tension relationships, nerve mobility and stuff like that. So absolutely. I don't see why not. (laughs) Wow. That's really cool. Yes. So would you say for, uh, so we've talked about like pre-pregnancy. So then would you say during pregnancy, do you feel like um, people typically come in mostly if they're having pain while pregnant? Yeah, we get a fair share of people who are typically in pain. I would say that is the majority, but we do get a fair share of people who just want to be preventative and they're like, hey, I want to have a super healthy, happy pregnancy and I want to stay on top of things. I don't want to be like my friend who was bedridden because her SI joint pain and I don't want, and I want to have prep for, you know, a vaginal delivery as best I can. So we'll do a lot of prep work through that of like perineal stretching and stretching the tissue to make sure it can accommodate the baby to come out and giving them positions and stuff like that to help, um, and opening up those hips really well. Um, so that's some stuff that we can do. The typical things we see in pregnancy are usually like low back pain, SI joint pain, pubic symphysis pain, or SPD, um, and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and we can totally, totally help with all that. So the, I don't know what it was called, but it's the massaging of whatever to help perineal stretch stretching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. is that something you manually do, like with your fingers and up inside of like the vaginal canal? Yep. And is that something you do like all during pregnancy, or is this something you only do towards the end? Like, what is yeah. what is that exactly? Yeah, typically, typically it's done towards the end to help prep through that. But we will we would assess at any point when someone comes in, like where is that at? Some people need some stretching like that. Some people don't. It just depends on their their body and where that length tension relationship in, is in their pelvic floor and their tolerance to stretch. Um, a lot of time, a lot of things during delivery, more important would be like having a warm compressed or being in warm water or things like that, that can help loosen that tissue in the, in the moment to have some immediate changes happening. Um, but we would want to make sure like someone doesn't have a super tight pelvic floor. Cause I've seen that a lot in some of our C-section mamas that come in for VBACs um, and they're wanting to prep for that is they, mm-hmm. they are the ones who have really, really tight pelvic floors that don't know how to move them or lengthen them. And so getting their body awareness and, and getting that moving allows them to have a successful VBAC as well. Cause if that pelvic floor is not moving it, 
then you usually don't progress and like things like that. Not saying that's the, the main reason someone has a C-section. There's a ton of different reasons and valid reasons to have a C-section. Um, it's just, we've seen that a lot in our practice of like people who are wanting to do VBACs have super like tight pelvic floors and we just need to work on lengthening and um, them down so that they can accommodate baby through there. Yeah. Can people, you said like warm compresses can, I mean, do people bring some type of a, I'm trying to think of like what, I don't want to say a heating pad, but like you could just use, yeah, you could just, you could just even put like a washcloth under hot water and then like stick it on your perineum. Lay it on you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. And just that can like also help. That can help. Yep. It helps bring blood flow into the air, relax the tissue, get it to lengthen. So yeah. Wow. That's very good to know. Yes. Okay. So most people I think think of going to a pelvic floor therapist after having a baby and cause things are like a little messed up. Yeah. <laughs> things get a little messy <laughs> down there. So what is it that, and like how soon say someone doesn't come to you during their whole pregnancy and now they're like, Oh shoot, I need help. At what point post um, labor can they come? How soon can they come start being treated by you? Great question. So we typically see our patients two to four weeks postpartum, somewhere in there, wherever they feel comfortable um, to go to an appointment, say. Um, And so a lot of times people think, oh, I need to wait till my six weeks to get cleared. But really that is the only important part about six weeks is nothing in the inside the vaginal canal until that has been confirmed that everything's healed from the uterine standpoint and there's no risk of infection. Um, so if you think about it again, what happens if you were to have knee surgery, when would you start rehab? And it would be in the hospital. Um, so why are we needing to do rehab or never doing rehab ever? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Honestly. Um, So we are as a profession trying to get, um, pelvic PTs and OTs into, uh, the hospitals and stuff like that as more of kind of like a consultation, just like a lactation consultant, the pediatric consult, like all those types of things so that we can get in there and start educating, um, are birthing people to be able to know how to roll and move and get things activated and breathe properly and have that first bowel movement, um, things like that. So we're trying as a, as a profession to get better at that. And then um, we typically see people two to four weeks postpartum, and then we won't do any internal until after they've been cleared. But like we said before, there's so much more to work on outside of the pelvis that we can start on ahead of time, especially because moms go home and they're expected to still lift their baby and put their baby in their crib and, do the laundry and go grocery shopping and lift the car seat. (laughs) So it's important to make sure those body mechanics are done well as well. It makes so much sense to get you guys into the hospital for like an after delivery console of being like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is what you've just gone through. This is, you know, what's going on down there. And we want to be able to help you. I feel like that would give so many people, even just like a good peace of mind, like knowing that you guys a exist. I don't know that even a lot of people no. realize that pelvic floor therapists exist. You're hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that would help so much with like having the knowledge that like, okay, there's someone who can help me mm-hmm. like with this healing process totally. because I mean, I've never had a baby, but I mean, you have a baby and then they just kind of send you home mm-hmm. and you're just like kind of expected to like thrive you know, (laughs) when that's just not the case. Mm -hmm. So I think that that would be so incredible to get you guys into a hospital setting. That would be amazing. Yep. Because do you guys basically, I mean, for someone who comes to you during pregnancy, do you kind of start setting them up? I mean, towards the end of their pregnancy, like, Hey, when you get home from the hospital, these are some exercises you should start doing immediately. Yep. Like, yep. is mm-hmm. that basically what you do? You kind of give them like a plan of like, I love a plan. Ugh, we yeah. love plans. Yeah. yeah. As, <laughs> plan. as we can, the cool thing about starting before you give birth is a lot of the learning curve is out of the way. Cause the same things we're teaching you before you give birth apply after birth and throughout the rest of your life. And so it's really important to just get some of those foundational things down um, so that you then know like, oh, okay, this feels way different because um, also for people who, who know who have had babies, they know that mom butt is a real thing and your butt just kind of like disappears after you give birth and you're like, where did <gasps> that go? <laughs> we, what? We both just... <laughs> That's a thing. We both just freaked out a little. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
yeah, your butt just kind of like disappears because um, you've given birth. And so those muscles kind of shut off a little bit and they kind of atrophy. Um, and so getting those back on I'm online sure. and getting them firing and, and moving appropriately to move your body is super, super important. Um, so we make sure people know how to do that, where to start through that progression. Um, I actually, this will be a little plug for our, one of our online courses is called, um, the optimal glutes, mom, butt and beyond. Um, so we have an online course okay. for that. That, that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sitting over here in shock because like all I've ever done is worked so hard to get muscle in my butt. And if it goes away, I'm currently pregnant yeah, and if it pregnant. goes away, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> Well, so you set up for an appointment then. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. Okay, crazy that that even relates to your pelvic floor. Oh I yeah, mean, it's like all there. So it, like it makes heck? sense, but like holy cow! Oh my gosh. Okay, and for typically, how long do you see people post pregnancy? Like, is like what's the commitment time usually? Yeah. Like, how many months or great questions or. Um, like a true um, therapist, it depends. Um, but typically, I would say a, a fair majority of our patients, we see somewhere between five to 10 visits or so. Um, we do have some people that are training for another marathon or something like that. So that might look a little bit different from going you know, pregnancy through postpartum back to running a marathon um, versus like someone who doesn't have that kind of goal. But um, generally speaking, somewhere between five to 10 visits within the first five visits, there's usually a pretty significant difference in symptoms and how you're feeling, things like that. And we typically see people once a week until your symptoms are resolved. And then after that, we'll drop down frequency of like once every other week, every three weeks, every four weeks, or whatever that looks like for that person individualized there. And then we will then from there as they're building resiliency and really strengthening and stabilizing everything. And that takes a lot, some time to do. We'll monitor them and progress them through that and be as like kind of a, 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 coach through that in the sense of like, okay, what else, what's feeling off again? Let's work on that and then get so that their body can still continue to um, progress. And then after that, we like to call it the optimal vagina phase where you've kind of graduated from skilled care with us. And then you kind of just come back in for tune-ups and check-ins or just dry needling sessions. If you're one of those athletes who's like, oh, I feel a little tight and I want to get this work done. Um, and that really sets us apart from a lot of other pelvic floor physical therapists or even physical therapists in general, a lot of times they'll stop at when your symptoms are gone. They're like, okay, good. You've, you made it. You're hundred percent better. But then like two weeks later, when they try to like go back to running, it's like, oh man, my symptoms are back. And that's not really in, in my eyes and at reborn is like, we want, we want to progress you all the way to an optimal vagina. Like we don't want you to just stop when your symptoms are gone. Like we want to make sure you have resiliency in your system so that you can tackle things. And then if you like you know, step wrong or slip on something, you're not back to square one and like flared up again. You have enough buffer in your reserves so that you can, can carry on without even knowing about your pelvic floor anymore. Are there a few things that you're, that are like complete no-nos that people should not do after having a baby like too soon that can damage your pelvic floor or during a, during your pregnancy, it does anything come to mind of like things that are just like an absolute um, detriment to yeah. you that, and I, cause I know that there's like, some people are like, you should definitely wait to work out X amount of weeks. Yeah. Um, or, and then there's people that like think working out strengthened their body and got them everything down there, feeling back to normal quicker if they did it earlier mm -hmm. on, mm -hmm. like what, are there anything you can think of that? Yeah, I would say, this is hard. <laughs> I would say that, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to say some of these things, um, that during pregnancy, listening to your body is absolute number one. So like if your body is telling you you're tired and you should just roll back over and go back to bed and sleep more, like you should probably do that. Or if your body's like yelling at you, like, oh my gosh, this is hurting my tailbone. And you don't want to think like no pain, no gain. Um, you want to listen, listen to your body. I think that's the number one tip, um, during pregnancy and your body's telling you something. So, um, don't ignore it. And then postpartum, I would say, don't try to do it alone and do it on your own and just push through and be like, Oh, this is just what it's supposed to feel. I would say 
proceed with caution and underload until you've proven that it's okay um, to then continue loading on top of things. Um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't run super early. The general guidelines for return to run are 12, at least 12 weeks postpartum, or if you've been cleared by a public floor physical therapist. Um, and all that depends on if the person was a runner before pregnancy and if they ran during pregnancy and what their, um, loading background through that is and how stable they are. And are they getting enough sleep, enough nutrition? Like there's a whole host of factors that go into that. Um, and so I think again, listening to your body, getting a support team around you is probably like the best things to do versus like, not doing like if you're if you're blowing past barriers that your body's telling you ooh this isn't good that's probably the number one thing i would say of like that's probably shouldn't do that <laughs> right is therapy painful like <laughs> do people experience pain when they come see you great question so our job is to get rid of pain so will we elicit some pain yes because we want to test like what's happening where. And so typically that first evaluation with us, you'll probably be a little bit more sore than you were coming in just because we're literally testing everything on you to figure out like what's, what's going on. And we want to try and recreate your symptoms so that we know that's what we're, we're treating. Um, but generally speaking, most people still feel pretty good when they leave because we're then going right into treatment mode. Um, and so when we treat the pelvic floor internally, um, A lot of times we are doing what's called an indirect technique. And so we're shortening the tissue to make it non-painful because it's a very sensitive area, as you know. And so we want to make sure it's comfortable for the patient. And the last thing you want to do is have someone push on a trigger point in your pelvic floor and you jump to the roof. Like that's no fun. Um, So we do, we do different treatment techniques to make that super comfortable. And I would say majority of the time, most people walk out of our sessions feeling better than they came in. Um, it's just, a, it just depends on what's going on. And then back to the dry needling too. Some people really like dry needling. Some people do not like dry needling. And so dry needling can be perceived as painful to some and relaxing to others. So that also kind of just depends on the person's nervous system. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned a little bit ago that, um, like you have some online courses. Yeah. Do you guys have kind of like a library of those do, that are like available to public yeah. or just to your patients? Yeah, they're completely available to the public. So we on our website, which is www.reborn, R-E-B-O-R-N, P-H-W for pelvic health and wellness.com. And then we have a freebies tab, which has a bunch of downloadable PDFs for people. And then our courses, we have four on there currently right now. One is a $10 course that is a five-day reborn Adore Your Pelvic Floor kickstart. And it's literally me on video educating about pelvic floor and all the sorts of things. Um, It takes you through five-day series. It has handouts and bonus sections and all this fun stuff. And then we have a the one I mentioned, the Optimal Glutes, Mom Butt and Beyond. That one's another um, course online. And then... I think that one's like 40 minutes, but it's like, boom, boom, boom. Here's all your actionable items. Here's what you do. Now go practice them. And then um, we have a professional one as well, which is a, mm. a workshop just for like doulas, midwives, chiropractors, things like that. I talk a little bit higher level in that one of like um, content and vocabulary. And so really how other providers can come around their clients and support them and direct them who's, who's appropriate for pelvic floor PT so that they can get to the right provider at the right time for the right kind of care. And then, um, we have our signature program, um, which I am super obsessed about. It's been on my heart for a really long time. Um, it's called the optimal vagina beyond Kegels. And it's a really robust course that basically entails everything that I would want my grandma, my mom, my friends, my daughters um, to know about their pelvic health and wellness. And it's really holistic and, and, and forward thinking of like, these are all the things that if I had a, every single patient, I would want them to know all of this information. Um, so I kind of really dive deep on a lot of things. We talk about breath work, anatomy, activation patterns, toileting patterns. Um, we talk about dry needling, cupping, skin rolling, um, pelvic wands, dilators, 
I do a kids bonus section of like what's important for your kids is their potty training and, and developing through like walking and crawling and all sorts of things like that, that regulates to their pelvic health. Um, so it's really comprehensive and pretty detailed. I think it's about like six or so hours worth of video content of me wow. um, educating. That's so that's, that's like the big, the big program if you really wanted to do something really cool. That's amazing. I love I love the name too. Same. Just the optimal vagina. <laughs> that is the goal. Yep. That yep. is honestly the goal. So looking into like cost for your services, is are you guys something that's covered by insurance or how does that typically work for your patients? Great question. So we are considered an out-of-network provider, and there's a couple of reasons we've done that. That's because insurance tries to dictate care and say what's um, necessary and unnecessary. And a lot of times they won't cover things if it's not quote unquote medically necessary, which I would argue all of it's medically necessary, but insurance doesn't necessarily see that that way. And then it allows us to have one-on-one time with our patients for an hour long session. Um, insurance reimbursement rates keep going down and down and down, which is unfortunate. And so most PTs have to see four patients an hour. And so you're seeing someone for 10, 15 minutes getting dished off to someone else. And that's not really the model of care we want to provide. So that's why we've chosen to be out of network. Just because we're out of network doesn't mean that we are not covered by your insurance. Um, We certainly can be. And so you would just need to check what your out of network physical therapy benefits are, and then um, do a little bit of math. So most, um, most in network providers will charge a copay. So you want to ask what your copay is. You want to ask what your deductible is and then how many sessions you're and what they're going to be billing each session. So most, and I like to just educate people on this because we have them, we've had people go in network and be really upset because it was more than coming to see us. And I'm like, oh, I wish you would have mm-hmm. like done the math. Um, so most um, in-network providers will charge between four to f- or like three to $500 a session. Um, and then that in- goes towards your deductible. So if you have a five or $6,000 deductible, yeah. you're going to be paying a lot of money and you don't know that until the end when you get the bill. Um, right. And then for us, we also accept, accept HSA and SSA, FSH as well. Our evaluation rate is 245 for the eval and then 205 for each follow-up. And then we do offer packages too, where if you buy a, a five-pack of sessions, it's 965 for five of them. And so if you already do the math on some of that, if you were to pay anywhere from three to $500 a session in-network, and then we're already 200 a session, it's mm-hmm. like... Just makes sense if you do the math and and know where your deductible is because half of America, over half of America, actually has a high deductible plan, and so it's yeah. important to know that actually going out of network might be cheaper in the long run. Um, and so I just like to educate people on that when they get me on that topic. <laughs> no, that's good. I'm I'm glad because insurance is always something that's like confusing for people and tricky mm-hmm. to understand, and there's so many things that go into it. So totally. that's good. It's good f- to educate people on in in network and out of network and yep. so that everyone can really understand what they're getting up front. Yep. And some people, have really, some people have really good out of network benefits. And so it works out just fine. Um, and some people have no benefits. So it's really just doing your due diligence of educating yourself on what your plan is and what you can contribute to FSA and HSA accounts so that you can make the appropriate decisions best for you and your family. Are most pelvic floor therapists um, not covered by insurance? Um, I would say it's probably, I don't know, probably 50, 50 ish. Um, I'm a little biased because I think all the really good ones are out of network. (laughs) (laughs) We kind of get sick of dealing with insurance and not being able to treat patients the way that they deserve to be treated. And so we say, "Mm, screw the insurance situation and we'll just go out of network and treat patients how we want to treat them and, and do better better care because of it. Um, so I'm a little biased in the answer of this question because I think all, um, most, most out of network providers are the ones who are, are better skilled than others, but there, I was also in network at one point in time when I worked for a hospital system. So I was also a good PT then. Um, so I think there's, there's great therapists in all locations. It's just, finding the right fit for you. Are you reaching your goals? And if not, then make sure you're going to the experts that are able to do that. Cause there are people who will say they're pelvic floor therapists that are, aren't actually, or they'll do like one internal assessment real quick. And then they're like, okay, everything looks good, but they're like, but I'm still peeing oh. my pants. So you just want to make sure like, are you meeting your goals? 
is your clinician qualified for the, the treatment that you're needing? And um, do you feel safe and comfortable? And are you making the progress you want to do? Those, I think, are the most important questions to answer. Okay. You're currently located in Utah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And tell us about your practice. Great. Yeah. So we are a three PT team. It's myself, um, Dr. Andrea, and Dr. Nicole. We have four, I guess you could say four locations. Um, we have one in downtown Salt Lake in the Harton House. We are above Caputo's on Broadway Street. And then we have West Jordan, um, kind of in Jordan Landing area. And then we have a clinic down in Lehigh inside of Flow Chiropractic. And then we also do mobile home visits where we come to your house. Wow. It's really, really that's, great. Yeah, that's and really cool. What is your clinic called? Reborn Pelvic Health and Wellness. Okay. Yes. Amazing. That's right. What would you suggest? We have a lot of listeners from all across the nation. And so what would you suggest or how would you suggest for them to find a qualified um, therapist in their area? Or do you, do you also offer like any type of care virtually? Mm -hmm. Yep. We do what's called remote consultation consultations. And so it's not true physical therapy because we can't really like assess you and actually do things, but we can go over your history with you, ask some questions, get you in the right direction, find someone locally, get all the care providers, almost like a coach navigator role for you of like, okay, these are the things you're going to want to look for. This is some general stuff you can start doing or paying attention to. Um, So we can do that. And then a lot of times some of those people will then choose if they can't find anyone locally or if they try to work with someone locally, they'll choose to fly to Utah and do a what's called an out-of-town program with us where they come in for a week and we see them two hours every day they're here and then send them home with a very robust program to keep working on. Um, So we do offer that as well. And then um, I would definitely recommend checking out the five-day Reborn Adore Your Pelvic Floor Kickstart because that has a ton of information to get anyone started anywhere. And then, and that's on our website. And then um, the two websites I always direct people to are www.pelvicrehab.com. And then you can just type in your zip code and find whoever's local to you. And then also www.pelvicguru.com. Both of those are directory listings of any pelvic health practitioner um, that does rehab focused work, whether it's a PT, OT, chiropractic type thing. Amazing. Amazing. Um, and do you have any other questions, Jules? Yeah. Is there any, is there any other information that you want people to know or things, maybe preconceptions that people think about the pelvic floor that you're like, no, that's wrong. That is an idea that should be out the window. You know, anything that you feel like our listeners should know about what you do or the pelvic floor in general. Yeah. I'm just going to list off a bunch of common conditions that we see that a lot of people don't necessarily maybe think that pelvic floor is the place to be, but it is. Um, So if you have UTI-like symptoms but are negative testing um, with cultures of urine, you probably have pelvic floor dysfunction and there's probably trigger points around your urethra that we can easily eliminate and get rid of um, so that you don't feel like you have a UTI when you actually don't. Um, so that's something that we work with. And then um, tailbone pain. People sometimes are like, oh, tailbone pain? You work on that? I'm like, yeah, it's attached to the pelvic floor. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's a common one that comes up too. And then um, painful intercourse, even before you have kids, is not normal. So if you're having pain with intercourse, you should definitely seek a pelvic floor PT or OT out. And then um, pain with insertion of a tampon as well or a speculum exam or menstrual cup. None of that's normal. Um, painful periods, also not normal. We also work with people with endometriosis to make sure that those adhesions are moving well and working, um, not causing pain. Um, and then all the pregnancy things that I talked about too is as well, like SI joint pain, low back pain, hip pain, pubic bone pain, any incontinence type things that are happening. Um, it's really common in like gymnasts for that to happen where they're leaking. I think there was actually just a recent article in the news about that too, which was cool to see. I'm like, yes. Finally, people are <laughs> like exposure. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So those are probably really common things. Or um, if you have to go just in case all the time to the bathroom, like if you 
every time you get to Target, you have to go to the bathroom, or every time you get to your house, you have to go to the bathroom, or every time you turn on the shower, you have to go to the bathroom. If there's like some sort of trigger that happens where you're going to the bathroom all the time because of something or going just in case, those are also not normal habits. And we can definitely work on behavior modification with that to um, improve that lifestyle. Um, constipation, like we talked about, and yeah, anything bowel, bladder, sexual related, or anything orthopedic related with pain, um, pelvic PT definitely has a role. Um, another time too is with fertility, if it's mechanical in nature. So sometimes there are blocked fallopian tubes that we can do some manual therapy on, or if there is um, C-section wow. scars that are causing secondary infertility, potentially, um, we uh, also can help with that to help move those um, scars around so that it makes a more hospitable environment for a baby to be um, formed. So all sorts of things we can help with. Our Magic. listeners are literally Magic. going to be mind blown. <laughs> it's all, it just sounds like magic. I'm just bothered that no one talks about this. Like, yeah, no I'm on my soapbox one. every day. Every day I'm on my soapbox. Oh. It's like we're like I'm 30 years old yes. and I'm just listened to this entire thing and learned so many new things that I had no idea were connected. Like that's no. wild. Yes, I mean there are plenty of people younger than us who have children and yes especially living in utah women mm -hmm. have children so young and i know there's so many people that this is like new information for yeah utah's the answers. number one birthing state in the in the u.s too yes <laughs> good for us yes we are <laughs> <laughs> well before we let you go we always ask our guests a special question which is um and we're sorry to put you on the spot mm -hmm. um but we always like to know what you think makes you special or unique or stand out in your field or trade of work great question i think we kind of touched on a, a majority of this is really the one-on-one -on -one hour-long sessions with expert physical therapists that we do all sorts of treatment, especially dry needling. That's not super common here in Utah. It's becoming more common, but not um, as common as it should be. And the fact that we take people through a continuum of care from literally start to optimal vagina and not just um, let them go once symptoms are gone and really treating the whole person through that. Um, a lot of times we will get other practitioners involved, whether it's mental health or sexual, um, sex excuse me, sex therapists or chiropractors or other people will refer to doulas for other things. Um, childbirth educators, we really have a collaborative approach with people as well. And um, yeah, we're, we're probably the, the most amazing people on the planet as pelvic floor PTs in general. So whenever you meet a pelvic floor PT, just know that they're an amazing human being. Oh, I love that. I really do. <laughs> Um, remind us, you shared your website with us, but remind us your Instagram handle as well. Yep. So our Instagram and Facebook is Reborn Pelvic Health and Wellness. And then our website again is www.rebornphw.com. And that's where you can find us pretty much on any platform. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on today. Absolutely. I've learned so much. Thank you yes. for having me. It was a blast. Well, I'm sure we'll have probably some other, I'm already like brainstorming uh -huh. other episodes, just mostly about pooping. Yes. Ways to get you back on. <laughs> that I want you on for. So this totally. probably won't be the last time we snag you. Totally. Yep. Oh, I, I thought of two other things that I forgot to mention. I was like, I didn't yes, mention please, anything please, else. Please. <laughs> anything please. about prolapse. We definitely help with prolapse, which is the organs kind of falling down, whether it's the uterus, the bladder, the rectum falling into the vaginal canal, or even intestines too oh, can fall down. Wow, yeah. We help with that. And then also diastasis recti or the <gasps> or diastasis recti, depending on what area of the world you live in. Um, that's the separation of the abdomen that happens during pregnancy. And that's yes. normal and natural and should happen. It's just when it doesn't close afterwards or come back yeah. down to normal, that's where we help kind of um, re reorganize and restructure the activation patterns through that so that people aren't having um, pain or dysfunction because of those things too. So we help with those, both of those as well. Oh my gosh. That's like one of my biggest fears is my abs not coming back together. So that's amazing. You're a one-stop shop. Actually, yeah. magician. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously, that's what people call us. They call us the vagina magicians. So that's yes. on our Instagram handle too. That's what our name so, is. That, it is. That's amazing. Yep. Um, so should people come and see you then post 
post-delivery, should people come and see you first before like attempting core or abdominal exercises? For diastasis. Yes, sorry. Absolutely. Yeah, they should come Okay. for sure. Okay, my other question too. I have a handful of people I know who after having a baby can't, a tampon doesn't stay in. Is that from that prolapse? Be, yep, it could be potentially prolapse or even some other tissues that aren't move, moving properly outside of the, wow. the vaginal canal. So it's canal. not Maybe. just that the vaginal canal has been like stretched. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it could be even in scar tissue places too where it's kind of that pushing out or they have where they're bearing down through their pelvic floor so it's literally pushing the tampon out because they don't have proper pressure management through their system so we would i mean again just like everything else it depends and we'd want to be individualized in their care like why is that happening and treat that underlying root cause Wow. This is incredible. You sold me on you. We've, smiled. About we've been smiling the whole the whole time we've podcasted. <laughs> you, guys so you guys are so great. <laughs> well, thank you again. And I'm sure we'll have you on we'll be in touch. sometime soon. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it.